Hey friends, I'm Adrian File. I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process Podcast. We've been married 14 years, 13 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate training team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hey friends, we've got some guests with us today. And you know what? We've had some pretty fun guests in the past. We've had somebody who's donated their kidney to a complete stranger. We've had um, a, a kid that calls himself a travelpreneur, so he just travels and works full-time. But I think the guest we have today may be the most savage guest that we've had. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I agree. We've got three guests with us today, so it could get a little confusing because they're all men, and two of them are brothers. The world needs more savages. <laughs> um, I'm excited to introduce Blake Rowe, Riley Rowe, and Derek Peterson. And these guys did a challenge. The challenge was the rim to the rim to rim. So why don't you, one of you, tell us, what was that challenge? Blake, why don't you give us a little rundown what the challenge was? Sure. Uh, so we set off from the south rim of the Grand Canyon, and we ran down across the floor of the Grand Canyon and up the north side, and then we turned around and did it in reverse and finished on the south rim. So it was just uh, right around 49 miles. Total time was about 17 hours, 11,500 feet plus of elevation gain and loss. So it was uh, it was a trip to say the least. So where was the first like inclination? Where, who was the first one of the three of you to, to even hear of such an idea? It, it's funny because I was at the Grand Canyon. Adrian and I were at the Grand Canyon with our family a couple months ago. And Jared, our good friend Jared, uh, talked about it to me. So that was the first I'd ever even, I'd ever even seen the Grand Canyon. Any of those that are listening who haven't seen the Grand Canyon, what we said, Derek said, epic. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd never seen it before we went down there. So, uh, yeah, it really takes your breath away. And I, I, you were kind of read about it and you hear people talk about it, but once you actually experience it, it's pretty incredible. So for so for each one of you, when was the but when was the first time that you yeah yeah the, first time for me personally was uh, in late there was actually look back at the email chain when I got back November of 2019 uh, a guy I work with in our Los Angeles office he's like it's time to David Goggins posted some Instagram talking about recertifying yourself it's important to recertify every year as a as a badass or as a savage or whatever you want to recertify yourself as, but it's, you need, everyone knows Goggins, staying hard and all that, but you got to recertify yourself every year, same way as, you know, I'm in real estate. I got to renew my license every two years. You got to stay fresh. And so, um, he says, Derek, let's recertify ourselves and let's do this rim to rim to rim. I never heard of it before that. This is April. And then he's like, let's do it in April of 2020. Obviously COVID happens and we don't do it. Um, but it's always in the back of my head. Um, so that's how I originally heard of it. And then we can talk about what we were going to originally do was our Spartan race in Southern California, but that's how I originally heard of it. So yeah, just Brad, to, was that the first for you and Blake, was that the first orig origination for you? Was it Derek saying, Hey, we're not able to do the Spartan race now. Maybe we try this. Like what was the first time you'd ever heard of it? 
Riley? I think the first time I heard of it was when the Spartan race got canceled and we were looking for something else to do because I had to look it up. I was like, what is the rim to rim to rim? Like this was just, uh, I had thought about ultras and long distance running before, but never this challenge. And so I had to go in and after our, after I said the email, I Googled it and I was like, rim to rim to rim because I didn't want to be ignorant. So I had to do a little research on my own. Um, it's like, oh, this could be some fun. This could be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead, Blake. Sorry, just to, to look back on the email thread. Uh, March 25th, the <laughs> Spartan race gets canceled. 26th, Derek says, let's cancel that. You guys down for an ultra. And then March 29th, I say, yeah, let's cancel it. I'm down for an ultra at the 32 or 50 mile mark. How about the rim to rim to rim? But so, I had previously heard about it from Derek. So that that's, I think that's how we, I think Derek's the, uh, the originator of it all. So, so let's step back for a second on this Goggins. Uh, you know, our listeners don't all know who David Goggins is by, by, by the way, uh, I know, um, the space that, uh, a number of us run in, um, we do, we do know who he is. David Goggins is a, former Navy SEAL, um, Special Forces Army Ranger, uh, now motivational, you know, force. And I, I guess I've talked about on here the, the Goggins Challenge. So um, our listeners who have listened to um, me talk about the Goggins Challenge um, have heard of him. But this idea of recertification uh, and, and, you know, making sure that we're staying ready uh, is an interesting idea, uh, you know, because – because let's not kid ourselves, you know, when you talk about real estate as an analogy, um, you know, CE and, you know, you just pay a little fee online and, and you're recertified as a real estate agent. You're not going and, and like going intensively into, you know, the, the, the initial schooling that got you your license in the first place. Uh, so um, I like that idea of, of, of annualized recertification or biannually certifying, but isn't really what we're talking about here staying ready? I mean, staying ready for maybe what, it, it, you know, you guys are going to face as you go forward. Um, but, but if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready is the theory, but something like this, you got to do some prep. You have to do some preparation, right? So let's hear about that. So the idea is to set out, we're going to do this rim to rim to rim. Everybody who I've told about this goes, holy smokes. Like, you know, and, and I, I got a little taste of it. No, I mean, even people are impressed that he did what he, you did nine yeah. miles, right? And people are impressed with that, that he went up the Grand Canyon and I did, did nine, yeah. let alone I did, rim to rim to rim. Yeah, I did 13.5 miles that day, actually. But oh, yeah, 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 sorry, that was underestimated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the, the, um, the reality is that's nothing compared to the rim to rim to rim. It's kind of like, and, and I've run a half marathon and I've run a full marathon. Okay. And they are two very different things. Like the rim to rim. There's people on this call go, oh, I went rim to rim. I could probably go rim to rim to rim. It's two totally different things. It's two totally different things. It's like I, I did an Olympic triathlon. I could do an Ironman. Two totally different things. So what's the preparation look like for something like, like this? And the rundown. Yeah. Yeah. Preparation. But for, I want to touch on one thing real quick, Don. My perspective was a little different from my, people's reactions obviously people were yeah we're impressed and everything but i had a lot of people who've done it a number of times or even that girl in austin who did it who did the rim to rim to rim to rim to rim 
it's all perspective. So it's about who you're surrounding yourself with. Cause I, some people finished in, I, I mean, nine hours, we did it in 17. So I think that's interesting perspective about people's reactions are based off their perspectives on their lives and what they've experienced in the past. And so the more you surround yourself with people who, you know, who elevate you and level you up, you know, you're, you're going to level yourself up naturally. So that was interesting for me. I have a theory. I got a question on, on what Blake and Riley think. I have a theory. I actually think completing a challenge, a task that's set up, that's difficult, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, whether it's to get your PhD, get your degree in college, it's to, to do the rim to rim to rim, or it's to run a marathon. I actually believe that finishing is the most important characteristic of such event. So you talked about nine hours, 17 hours, 22. I don't care if you would have got home at, at two in the morning and, and, and it's, it's freaking dark, but you finish. That to me is when I look at successful people, that to me is the, is the hallmark is that they don't quit, that they set out to go from here to here to here and they accomplish that. Now, from time to time, there are benchmarks, right? I want to qualify for Boston Marathon. Don't quit till you do, right? So you you might you might it might take you fifty times to try or forty or thirty or whatever. So that that's just my theory. I'd be curious to hear Blake and Riley. Did you guys have a time goal? Was the goal to finish and not die? My my real goal is with with your mom was like I just hope the boys live to see tomorrow. <laughs> just bring them home. That was my perspective. So, but but that's an expectation reality too. That's just. You know, let's set the bar low and then see where we can go from there. I think our, our goal, I, I don't know if I speak for the whole group, but I possibly do, that our goal on this one was to make it. It was, this is a large undertaking that two out of three of us haven't accomplished anything at this length before. Derek's done his 50 miler before, but it's still not the Grand Canyon. Um, and so going into it, my mindset was, we've got to do this and we've got to get this done. And that's going to take a lot of continuous training and not just um, running, but there's so many more aspects to it. You're training your fuel, you're training your mind. You, you have to be um, aware of the, the dangers that could be occurring um, without having done this before, like the 90 to hundred degree heat. And so my mindset going in was finish. We'll finish and that is a W. I, I wasn't focused on doing 12 hours. I wasn't focused on setting any land speed records. It was, um, this is the first time. Let's do this. Um, and let's, let's survive and, and, uh, have fun while we're doing it. So that was my mindset. And, and can I tell, can I, can, let me say one more thing as to, to, to our listeners as to why I lean this way. And it's up to you. I mean, that's why we have this podcast. So you can think, and create, you know, whatever thinking and process is going to be best for you. There's a, there's a thing called uh, silver metal psychology. And it's a, it's this idea of, of the dissonance of, of the difference between winning the silver and, and the gold. And, and it's this, um, it's this perpetual, um, kind of perpetual dissonance between, you know, what we're here to do and like where we are. And, and if you actually can be more present and be in the moment and be okay with you right now, you typically, you typically achieve in all areas that matter most more. And so like, 
like setting setting goals against yourself is so important to me. Love the process is like your process and everybody's different, right? And everybody, everybody's got a different way of looking at it. And so that's why I've, all, I've, I've leaned towards that, but I also understand competition. And I understand like, like when, when everybody's racing, there's going to be a winner and then there's going to be everybody else. And so. Well, and I think like when I go to a workout class versus working out in my living room, I always work harder at the workout class. I try to work out hard in my living room, but it's just not the same as the person next to me pushing themselves hard. And I'm like, oh, I got to do that too. I got to push a little harder. So I think you're right, Derek, that there needs to be, you need to be surrounding yourself with the people that are still pushing you. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. It's like you can, you can finish high school or you can graduate valedictorian. It's all, it's all just different levels of life, I think. Um, but I think finishing is very important because most people don't even get to that point. Remember that Ferrari I ran into a couple about a week ago, Derek? On the, yeah. On the back of this Ferrari at the golf club, personalized license plate says C student. <laughs> B's and C's get degrees. Blake, what's your perspective on that? I you know, the I think the most fun part of this whole thing for me, and actually the way I approached it was I started on um, April 3rd. I'm, I'm looking at my Strava here. So I started on April 3rd with a run, a 10.2 mile run, and that was run one out of 42. And that was significant of, or that 42 signified it was 42 days until the Friday before. And so I, I made the decision on April 3rd, which is right after March 29th, that, hey, we're, we're all in, we're doing this. And then my focus for this whole thing was running the race before it even happened. And so day one of 42 and then, and then day five of 42 and seven of 42 and 10 and 12 and 14. And those, all those days were, were, it was, I mean, it's the most, uh, true embodiment of, of love the process. Like I was focused on the days leading up to it. So we roll in to Phoenix on Friday morning and I got in two hours before Derek, John and Riley and I had to get my 42 out of 42 run. And it was just a four mile run around Phoenix on MLK Boulevard, south of the airport and uh, got that in and, and was like, all right, my, my race is run. And then, you know, we show up and, and do it on Saturday. But in, in my head and I know Riley and Derek and John and I, we all talked about this, like it was done before we started. Um, and so we knew we were going to finish and there was like Riley said, things that we had planned for and thought about in terms of making sure that we were prepared, but the preparation was done at that point. And we were all, we were all feeling like we had it in us and, and we did. Yeah. So, the, the, so there's two things you hit on that I'd love to hear uh, thoughts on, on from you, from you guys. And then I, we, we do, we really want to get into the psychology of in the race uh, you know, in the, in the fight, uh, number one was you, you touched on, on visualization. And number two, you touched on accountability to yourself, meaning I, I, I said, I'm going to do this in preparation. And, and I, and so you checked that box and, and you did it, uh, regardless of how you're feeling in that, in that moment. So first let's go to, to that one, keeping, keeping accountability to yourself. How important do you guys feel like that is, um, uh, even out, you know, outside the, the, the rim to rim to rim, of of keeping appointments to yourself, 
keeping yourself accountable so that you can be ready for the challenges that you've set for yourselves in any arena in life. Blake? Well, and, and to, to, to start on that, like we're talking about 42 days. And one thing I want to say is like, you know, we've, we've talked about this for what John, we, we met you when you were my age. So like, yeah, 12 years, 12, 12 years ago. And we talked, we've talked about this for the last 12 years of staying ready. So you don't have to get ready. So that first run I did on day 42, like people are like, Oh, you only spent 42 days training. It's like that first run was 10 miles. And that's, my, that was my base. That was where I was starting from. Um, mm. and so, but, uh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot your question, oh, but, to get 40, that. but 12 years ago. So just, just, I'm having breakfast tomorrow with Gary James. Do you guys remember Gary Austin's dad? I'm having breakfast yep. with Gary James tomorrow. Uh, the second question was, um, accountability to yourself, well, accountability, right. yourself, but also, and, and, and visualization. I mean, account, so you talked about your base, you stayed ready so that when you started, you're really starting from a 10 mile pace. Mine is always to this day, I'm 41 now, but mine is a 5k. I want to go, I want to be able to roll out of bed and run a 5k and, and do it in under 30 minutes. That's, that's not, you know, people on here are like, ah, shit, I run it in 22. Well, good for you. But, but I'll tell you what, average 41 year old run a 5k in under 30 minutes is in pretty good. That's a decent base, right? So your base was 10 miles. Yeah, the first the, run. The yeah, and the accountability aspect, I think, Der like Derek hit on it a little bit. It's the perspective of like who you surround yourself with in terms of, um, and, and Adrian, you, you said it as well, like we work out harder in the gym with others than we do at home by ourselves. And so how can you create that environment of, because it's accountability. It's knowing that the ne person next to you is going hard, so you need to go harder. And so how can you conjure that up when you're by yourself? Like Derek Riley and I, we didn't train together. Like I'm, I'm in California and they're doing their own things in Seattle. But you know, every day that I rolled out of bed, I was thinking, okay, like Derek's running today. Riley's running today. Like there's no, no option for me not to run. And I, I guess it's for me, like the accountability aspect of it is like, um, I think this is a, a Jocko willing quote, but discipline equals freedom you know, do the thing you have to do now so you can do the thing you want to do later. And you guys both, so I want to hit on all three of your personal lives a little bit, but Derek, you know, Alina, uh, she challenges you and goes pretty hard. Singita, I mean, goes, you know, a hard, Blake, I mean, and, and I mean, hard in a good way, like really has high standards and, and a high excellence. Um, uh, actually, we were in the airport, I think, heading there and Alina was interviewing for uh, a promotion and against four or five candidates and Come on, she got it. And so like, um, but so, and then, and then Riley is, is, is like little like me back a little bit, like with friends like mine, sometimes I didn't need any enemies. Right. And so Riley, Riley has these two guys, you know, his brother and Derek helping him level up, if you will, uh, to do something like this. Um, but at the same time, Riley, you're going to be heading back to WSU and, uh, that first 72 hours when you get there is going to be formidable because, because who you surround yourself is going to be the trajectory that you take when you're there. And it statistically, that's, that's about how much time you have It's about 72 hours, who you connect with and who you spend your time with the first 72 hours of a new location is going to determine trajectory. Um, so Riley, what would you say on that with, with, I mean, you know, you're, you know, you're connecting with Blake and, and, and Derek, but at the same time, you know, there's, so there's the engaged, there's the should be engaged and there's a single guy on here. So I think my, my, uh, my perspective on this was, 
uh, kind of hitting off of what Blake said with accountability to each other. Like I would get up and there were mornings where I was like, shit, I don't want to run. Uh, <laughs> but then I look at Strava and Blake's got eight miles in and I'm like, okay, well he's doing this. I'm doing this. We had committed and agreed to this. So I'm locked in. And one of the quotes that I kept in my mind was alone. We go fast and together we go far. And I was just thinking, That's uh, awesome. this is I've committed to this group. I've committed to our team. Um, and so I have to hold the rope here, referencing a little Boston football uh, quote there of hold the rope for your teammate. Um, but I just felt like I had to be accountable to these guys because I know that they are pulling their own weight and they're following through with what we committed to. Like you said, Adrian, when you're, when you're in the gym working out with someone else, even if – you're not feeling it that morning. You get in there and you're like, okay, they're going hard. I, I got to go hard too. Um, so I definitely felt a lot of accountability there. Um, and I think that there were times on the run where I was thinking, okay, if I was by myself, I don't know if I'd have the, the courage to push through this right now, but because I'm with these two guys and maybe they were thinking the same thing, they didn't say it, but it's just that they're pushing, I'm pushing, we've got to go. Um, and I think I'm, I'm better because I get to spend time with these two guys. So, or the, really John too, and you too, Adrian. So That's um, awesome. it was definitely a, a, there were times where I could feel like, oh, I'm leveling up right now. Like, this is really cool. So that, that was kind of my, my thoughts on the accountability in the training and the run itself. That's awesome. Okay. So obviously you guys did finish, but were there any touch and go moments? What were the touch and go moments? <laughs> I've got two. Yeah. I touched race real quick on the accountability and the and the preparation real quick. And then tell um, us about just, the just for context, just for context, if anyone doesn't know, we all went to St. Brendan's and Bothell, Washington together. Um, Riley's the youngest, Blake's the oldest, and I'm in the middle. But we all we all known each other for the past literally probably well, I don't know twenty years at least. And so there's a, there's power in that because none of us, I don't know about you guys, but I, none of us texted each other saying, Hey, you guys get your run in. I had no idea what these guys were doing. We just flew into Arizona and I expected them to be ready. They expected me to be ready. And so, yeah, <laughs> holding the rope. Like I just didn't, it was that level of embarrassment that kind of drove me as well. I don't want to be the guy that's holding these guys back. These guys paid for the airfare, the rental car, the, the hotel. And they've been looking forward to this for a while. And I'm not going to be the guy that, sprained his ankle and we can't finish this thing so um there was a level of like i'm doing it for them just i don't want to be i'm not going to be the guy that we don't get this done for um and then for the accountability yeah we only had 40 days so it was a very tight window and i have a little dresser in my room that i wrote a big 40 on and then just tracked every run on my i do pen and paper i don't do strava and like that so i'm kind of off the grid but um every day you just not notch what you did and then yeah usually average about 40 or 50 miles a week um but so you guys definitely had to trust your preparation so that's my two cents on that for the demons i met a, i yeah i guess i have the top of the north rim very last minute though like it's probably no less than five minutes from the top um i was i was a good pace I and mean, we were all good pace the whole time but then i kind of just got lost in my own head like probably five minutes from the top of the North rim. Um, and then all of a sudden we got reached the parking lot. My mood per perked up. Um, I didn't know it was just endless switchbacks uphill in the beating sun. And it, I don't like, un I don't like uncertainty. And so not knowing where the finish line was, 
it was just getting to me. So that's where I probably experienced the most. And then at the end, at the very end, <laughs> me and Blake got into it. Not really, but Blake was just <laughs> trying to Blake was just trying to finish because his his knee was busted or something, and um, I was like, "Let's slow it down." <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just obviously his emotions were high at the end there. Um, but for the most part, it was just happy to be there and let's do this thing. Um, that was my perspective, though. Yeah. How about Blake Riley on the trail? Give us some, give, you know, you stop here and there and you'd water up here and there. And I mean, and, and then I'd love to hear Blake. I know he had a little, you know, getting the motor going uh, on one of the stops, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had two, I had two points. One was more, more of a, of a push than the first. The first one was we had a zone in the bottom of the canyon where we knew that we could the box. The box, um, you know. How many miles, miles is, worth? Yeah, how long is that box? 10, 10 to 13. Uh, yeah, 10 to 13 that. miles. It's kind of meandering slightly uphill next to a river and and, and very runnable, um, not switchbacks. And so, you know, we're seven, eight miles, and I don't know what we are. But, like, Riley and Derek were for sure, like, going strong at that point. And I was – I was they were pulling me along, um, no doubt. And so – that was one of those accountability moments um, where they were, they were pulling me along there, just like I was pulling Derek along at the end. It sounds like, um, but my, my like big mental moment was we had stashed some, some fuel down by uh, the Colorado river right before, right at the bottom, essentially of the, of the South side. So, you know, four thirty in the morning, we drop it off and we know we're going to pick it up on our way out. And so we're on our way out and, we had just stopped like three or four miles before and my knee was real tight getting going again. And I was like, ah, it doesn't feel good, but just kind of walked it off. And then we stopped this second time to pick up our, our fuel from, uh, from the bottom. And uh, I go to walk and I almost fall over cause I couldn't put weight on my left knee. Felt like someone was shoving a knife and in, into the outside. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I like try again and it like still nothing. And so, uh, I don't know, Derek and Riley may remember it differently, but I think I was like, dude, I can't put, I can't walk. And, and Derek goes, I, I, I know you don't want to hear this, but you got to keep moving forwards. Like keep moving, moving forwards. That was definitely like a theme for us. And I was like, no, no, I know. And so one technique I had earlier in the day was, was counting my steps. So I'd count, you know, literally just one, two, three, four. I got to like 600 a couple of times. And so this time I just, I started counting and, and one was, you know, you're like, there's no way I can do this. And two, you're like, okay, maybe there's a way. And then by like 37, I was like, okay, I just can't stop again. And so I, <laughs> I kept going and I didn't stop. And we got to the next water thing and I gave them my water bottles and they filled it up for me. And I just kind of kept slowly walking around. Um, but yeah, that was, it was, it was a moment where your, your body's like, you're done. And you're, then your mind's like, yeah, I'm done, but I can't be done. So I got to figure out how to keep going. And, uh, just that. And if there was a car right there, if there was a car with a door open, your mind would have shut down. Oh yeah. No doubt. You're like, Hmm, how much is the helicopter ride? Oh, too <laughs> right, much. Right. Yeah. Are there any donkeys right. up going up right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so listen, for those that are listening who actually understand the rim to rim to rim or, or have any 
Uh, there's a few folks I talked to about this who, who who understand the concept of this or or know people who've who've done it. They did this without those walking sticks. Okay. Um, and, and I don't think you guys know <laughs> on reflection as I've researched and talked to folks about what you guys did, how much more difficult that makes what you just did. Um, and, and they're, they're, what I'm talking about is he's hiking. And, and I mean, you guys are talking about the, like the rim, the rim, the rim, the rim gal. Guess what? She's got the sticks. Okay. Um, uh, it is, it is a piece of equipment that provides you with a lot of leverage as you go up hills and down and the knee that Blake's talking about um, is is probably a product of honestly of not having those things and so like those who do technically know like they didn't they, the way that they did it with 40 days of training and no sticks truly does make this um, more impressive uh, of, a, of a feat uh, and and very few people do this anyway visualization though because that's the thing I'm hearing about everybody is like we, in my mind, we finished like that, that piece of, uh, we just saw Phil Mickelson do this, by the way, on, uh, it, it, we did, we saw Phil Mickelson, a 50 year old golfer, uh, do the power of the mind, science of the mind, Blake and I are huge mind guys, like science of the mind is going to reveal some fun things in the next few decades, I think, about success, about achieving, about what your mind can can tell your body to do and your body can execute on. Um, talk about visualization and, and what that was like for you guys prior to and during the race. Start with Derek. Well, I want to hear Riley's demons. Too. Oh, Riley, your demons too. <laughs> yeah. demons visualization. We got to go around the horn. We got to go around the horn. I think, uh, I think I can segue this, but my demons definitely came where we were hiking up the North Rim uh, and my right leg was cramping. And I thought I was hydrating properly all day. Um, but if you've never hiked with a cramp, uh, let me tell you, it's not fun. Um, and so that was where I just had to keep moving. Um, and I, Blake and Derek were leading. And um, my quote in my head was, this is my home. This is where I live. That was my mantra. I kept repeating it to myself. Ooh. And I said, regardless of the pain I'm in, this is my home. This is where I live. Just accept it and keep stepping forward. And I was watching Derek's feet the entire time. And every step he took, I took one. Um, and so that was one of my two points where I met the demons. Uh, and the other one was on the way out uh, when we were hiking out. And it was my, my feet were blistered. And, and you could go on let's, all day. Let's uh, talk about the $100,000 bet. And Riley would not oh, take yeah. it. <laughs> but then yeah. but then two days after two days after i asked him the same question he said yeah that was dumb of me yeah derek uh when we were hiking out he said uh how much money would it take for you to hike back down to uh phantom ranch which at this point was probably eight and a half or nine miles down and i said he i think someone said ten thousand dollars and i said nope and i he said what about 100 grand and i said not a chance. There was no way at the end of that run that I felt like I needed to go down there. Not even for a hundred grand. Uh, yeah. But that's definitely. About, that's how much I needed. I mean, I was like, I'll take a hundred. Yeah, exactly. For a hundred, I'll do it. 50 maybe. I think I said 50 maybe, but yeah, 10 grand. I mean, anyway. It just shows the power of the mind though. It shows the yeah, power it of the is. mind. It, it Riley is. Was, was, I, he came back because I, I took one of Blake's water bottles so this is like three days after the race or four days after actually two weeks after Riley comes picks up the water bottle at my house 
and he's like, his mind was just, yeah, blocked or something. I mean, that's, it's just perspective though. But lean into this. Let's lean into this thought. Okay. Just in everything that you do, you make choices with time and resource, right? Because that's what you're talking about right now. You're talking about time and resource. You're saying, I'm going to give you a resource you and you're going to take time right. and energy, time and energy, and you're going to expend it in a spot where <laughs> you, you the tank is very, very, very low. And <laughs> yeah. so, so it's an interesting psychological idea. Now, what I would say is if, is if Blake, um, if he didn't go back down there and somebody shot Blake in the head, if he didn't, you know what he would do? Go back down. He'd there. go down the freaking hill. And so right. the point, the point, the point is, is that there are there there are always things that that we have to understand how where our values lie, um, because there's a lot of ways to make money. There's a lot of ways to, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to get stuff, right? And so anyway, I, I guess my point would be that that Riley. Um, is making a determination in that moment of like, this is what our goal was. This is what we we're going to do. If, if, there were, if you had a suitcase of money, if you had a hundred grand in cash, it's such a theoretical thing. If you had a hundred grand in cash, like sitting there, a guy truly, cause this could be a great show. We're going to do love the process live. Derek, maybe you're actually going to get us onto an idea that we will do with suitcases of money. And, and we'll, we'll open up this briefcase and it'll have 20 grand and we'll see if the guy, when he thought he was done and he thought he was finished, if a guy or a gal will actually go execute on it. And man, I can't wait for you to be the one that gets to make that decision. So, uh, but I, I mean, I think the I think the cool part though, is that if we can practice making decisions when we're not in the midst of pain, then when we are in the midst of pain, we can make the decisions that we would want to make when we weren't. Which you guys did. You, every one of you said the same thing. Everyone, you said the same reason why you were successful at this challenge, which is audacious and is a big deal. I realize we want to minimize it because you're because we're humble or we're hungry or, or or all the above. You said keep moving forward. Everyone, that's you, what, in some way, yeah. shape, or form, has weaponized your mind in some way, shape, or form to keep moving forward in the midst of difficulty, and that is powerful stuff for anybody that's listening. No matter what they're going through, that is an applicable idea. To keep moving forward. Yeah, hundred percent. To Adrian's point, we did this to prepare me for the time when it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday afternoon. I lose a big pitch. How do I bounce back? How do I react to that? Well, I have the rim there. I have all this stuff in the cookie jar that we can talk about in tangent. But we have all the stuff that I can reach down inside myself um, to get past in those everyday moments. Um, so you're really just yeah, you're callousing your mind, you're hurting your mind, and you're preparing yourself for what's to come. Um, visualization though, I know that was an important topic. I personally, I didn't, I visualized in every part of my life. I did not do it that much on this race. Um, I just, I knew, yeah, I expected, I guess to finish. Um, but I didn't really harness the power of visualization for this exact instance. I, I know, I think Blake, I think the night before, none of us got much sleep. <laughs> yeah. The, the night before, like we went to the, I, I guess, it was hard to visualize because it was long and like visually unknown, if you will. And so the night before we went to the rim and we looked at the Canyon and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I visualized like getting to the trailhead and like what I thought that would look like. And so like, I spent a lot of time on the South rim the night before in my head, just thinking about it. 
um, whether I wanted to or not. But it was interesting because I think we all agreed that part of the reason that like starting out at in the morning when it was pitch black, you couldn't see what was ahead of you. And so your mind couldn't go to those places of, oh my gosh, I have to go over there. Like you couldn't see that. And then we got down into the canyon and you couldn't see. And so we did, and we had no idea how crazy, like one of the biggest holy smokes moments for me was when we were at the North Rim coming down. Because when you're going up, you can't really see where the trail is. And when you're at the top looking down, you're like, I, I just came up that and now I'm going back down. Like, it, I mean, the North Rim is daunting. Like mm-hmm. it's six miles and 6,800 feet of elevation gain. It's just crazy. Yeah, and so yeah. not being able to see it was actually a benefit in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the morning because we had our headlamps and you could see maybe 20, 30 yards in front of you at most. Um, but Blake's right. You're when you're hiking up the North room, you're looking up and you're like, there's no way. How, how could we possibly get out of here? It just looks like sheer rock faces. Um, but I think there was some comfort in the morning when we're hiking down almost in, in maybe an ignorance if you want to call it but just i have to take one step at a time it, it was almost like putting blinders on you're taking one step at a time in the morning um and you were just locked in and you are continually going and going i think in some ways that may have prepared me for the later parts because i knew that if i could hike blindly essentially only knowing where my feet are going then I can get through pretty much anything else that's going to be thrown at me today. It's just one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Um, and so I kind of kept that in my mind in term in throughout the hike. It's like I did this this morning without being able to see anything so I can see and just turn off the rest of my body, whatever's in the pain, one foot in front of the other in those dark, dark moments. So, so Adrian wants to finish this up with her last question here shortly, but I got, I got to, I got to ask, I got to ask kind of one more and this maybe, I don't know what her last question is ever. If kids have listened to our show, she always asks the last question and she always says, Hey friends, when we start. And so, um, just kind of how it goes. So, and, uh, hopefully, um, I haven't made her too self-conscious about the beginning, <laughs> but the, uh, the thing for me is, is the application. You know, uh, Derek talked about it uh, a little bit. Uh, Blake's talked about it a little bit. Like the reason that um, you take on challenges like these, um, yeah, recertification and, and and that's 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 good. But I think really it's it's to to be ready for what's next. The challenges that may lie ahead that are uncertain and unknown. Riley, you just gave a great analogy, frankly, for life. Right? I think Forrest Gump was like, you know, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Right? Like. Like life is a lot like you just described the the front end. Like you you you're ignorantly running down a hill and you're like, oh dink 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 slacka. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, okay. She she doesn't like me anymore. Um, you know, see ya. You know, and you gotta figure out how to get back up, right? Or whatever it might be, right? And or or he. Um, and so or whatever other challenge that you run into, oh, they're sick. Um, they're struck with this, or they're they died, or or right now we just saw one right over just over a year ago, the world, you know, like the snap of a finger shut down in a way that none of us have ever seen. Right. So 
what is it? What do you anticipate being in the next another challenge that's coming up? I know there's going to be things that you don't anticipate that you're going to be ready for, but like, what is it for each one of you individually? That's the next challenge in your life or the thing that you're working toward that this will help you be more prepared uh, to enter into. And we'll just go alphabetical order. Blake, then Derek, then Riley. I have to find that next challenge now. Um, I, it's, it's kind of what Derek said though. It's, it's the, it's the mundane Monday morning, Thursday morning, Friday afternoon, things that pop up that you need to put in a little bit of extra effort for, um, whether it's to help your company continue to succeed, whether it's to get another sale, whether it's to go the extra mile physically running. Um, there's just all those little things that you never know are, that are going to pop up. And for me, it's it's that idea that we've talked about in terms of the cookie jar of like, oh, I, I, I've done 50 miles. I can do another three miles. Like, or I, you know, I spent 17 hours walking slash running slash hiking. I can put in the extra three hours on a Friday night for work. Like what it's, it's the little things. And so I don't have like a, a you know, I've, I've been looking, but I don't have like a next ultra, but it's, it's the little things of just mentally having the resilience to keep going every day. How about within this day? What's I mean, the greatest are, outcome? I mean, What's, you are getting married. You are getting married. <laughs> What's the greatest outcome within this day or this week? What's the greatest outcome that you could eat up? Derek, you know, it would probably be to get that $6.5 million uh, building under contract. Like I, I, my guess, I don't know. He's talked about it like every time I see him. So, and directing all inquiries to Derek, by the way, for those interested in that building. But like, what, what would it be? I mean, what, what's the deal? What's the, what's the obstacle? What's the, you know, to get to, to, to your company to the next level, to get your, you, you know, what you're doing within your company to the next level. Um, you personally, what would it be? BPOs. I call them best possible outcomes. Like, cause that's what you, you have the capacity. For this to- week? Sure. Today. What meeting? Best you possible to outcome this week is after the 70s this week and playing golf. Okay. Break 80. <laughs> priorities. You got the same priorities I do. Come on. Break it. I like that. I got a I got a best ball match on Friday. Just win. There you go. Derek. Um obviously, yeah, career is very high on my radar. So getting um I have two deals basically almost to the at a five yard line and getting those closed by the end of the week would be great. And also um going to Priest Lake this weekend with Alina's family and so just a real, just a great uh a great time over there. <laughs> Um, in the next week, I think best possible outcome would be, um, getting fully back on the, uh, on the exercise horse and, and, uh, I think just jumping back in or maybe, maybe the next best possible. Outcome we just did, we just did rim challenge. to rim the rim. Have you yeah. been off the exercise horse, Riley? No, I mean, I've been on it, but it's, it's finding <laughs> the next thing that's going to push me further. Like that's, I think best possible outcome is. Maybe we, uh, Derek, maybe we schedule the Wonderland Trail 93 miles mount, around Mount Rainier this week. Yeah, you've been talking about that. First. that. Seriously, you just put it out there, man. God. And that's important. I think, yeah, scheduling it. I mean, how much would that matter? I mean, it was on the calendar. Like, flights are booked. Like, uh, you don't feel like running this morning. Well, it's still coming either way. The train's still coming. So it's just a matter of. Got to get off the tracks. Yeah. yeah, well, I got to get off the tracks, but like, 
do I want that experience to be a lot more painful or less painful? Okay. Less painful. So let me get up this morning and run. Um, so it's just analysis. You got to look at every day. And if you schedule things, something on the counter, it's really powerful because it'll pull you in that direction. Um, so that was one takeaway I had as well. Yeah, no, I, I want to jump off of, uh, something that's been echoed here a few times that you said, Derek, um, was, and I think Blake mentioned it too, but having the fact that we did the run is awesome. Super cool. There was a lot to be gained from it, but I think you're right. Now it's in the cookie jar and it's something we can pull from. And it's, it's because the, the beauty of it is we did it, but at the same time it's done. So like we can reminisce on it at all times, but now it's, it's just another, it's a notch on the tool belt. It's that utility that we can pull out anytime and be like, okay, maybe I don't want to read this. I, maybe I don't want to write this essay right now. Well, I spent 17 hours in the Grand Canyon. Uh, I think I can push through for another hour or, <laughs> or maybe exactly. I don't want to take my, the trash out right now, but is this really going to be that difficult if I just do it now, take one step at a time and get it done? So I think that's probably after this conversation, that's kind of risen to the top of one of the best things about doing something so challenging and difficult because this was you, I think the, the word that I use for it, Derek, you said something else, but reframing is how I view it. Anything that challenges me like this is a reframing and it reminds me of what's possible um, and to set my goals bigger because like the fact that we did this in 40 days, all guidance online said, you need four months of training, six months of training. Yeah. It's like the Rangers were like, oh, you guys are dead. Right. <laughs> we oh my God, we did not run into anybody who's like, oh, very cool. That's going to be We didn't great. even talk about that. Yeah. The yeah. only people who yeah. said that were the people doing it with us. Exactly. Right. On the trail. Right. We weren't That's alone. Good. There was 40 other people out there doing the exact same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I and think a lot of people who this wasn't their first time doing it. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't arranged, and that's the other thing to, to make clear. Like mm-hmm. this wasn't a sanctioned event. Like yeah. you just picked May fifteenth and showed up, and and we're like we're doing the rim to rim to rim, and you know by our estimate, forty other people chose to do the exact same thing mm-hmm. for whatever their reasons were. Yeah, but it's it wasn't really, for a trophy. It's no, inspiring to find those people. Anybody listening, I hope that you get out of this like uh, possibility. Riley just mm-hmm. used the word possibility. Like, what is the possibility in your life? And, and, and to be, and you guys had clarity. I do not, do not underestimate the power of clarity. You guys had clarity. You knew, you knew what you wanted to accomplish. I think when people get clear on and, and they dream bigger, Riley, you said, and others have talked about, and then do, do put in the work on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday. Um, and, and every day that ends in Y, frankly, and push through and don't procrastinate and get after it. But that's what I hope the listeners are getting out of this. That's I'm getting shoot. I'm gonna run through a brick wall after this. Listening to this, so anyway. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, my final question. We're gonna start with Derek, and then we'll go Riley, and then we'll go Blake. Okay, so based on your learnings from this experience, if you had one thing you want our listeners to know, what would it be? Um, go think of something super big, and then go way bigger than that. Go just go crazy big. Something that makes the hair on your arm stand up schedule it on the calendar first step is to decide to do it second step is to commit and then make a strategy and then execute um so i would just go for something big like for instance my riley said 93 mile i'm trying to get 100 mile around the calendar something that's gonna make you re- remember this chapter in your life because i look back at you know let's call it 
2016, for instance, I, is there any memorable event in 2016? I probably have to think about it pretty hard. But I've looked back in 2021. Oh, rim the rim the rim. You know, it's pretty quick. And, and Jesse Itzer talks about that a lot. Build your life resume. So just schedule big things on your calendar that pull you forward. I I I love that. My my biggest takeaway is people. It's, it's find that group of people that are also that are going to level you up. We've we've said that a few times, but like Blake and Derek and John level me up. Anytime I'm with them, I get better. Sometimes I don't love it. Sometimes on the trail at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I could spend less time with you guys right now. But uh, a week later, I am thankful to have such a good group of people around me and good group of friends and family. Um, but it's, it's find that group's going to, that's going to push you to the next level. Um, maybe you can do it yourself, but we talked about fitness classes. Those, when you're with those other people who are pushing you, you're going to work a little bit harder. So find that group, uh, that's going to level you up and, and have follow through with those, those dreams and goals that other people like you're, you're nuts. And, and find that group and stick with them, and uh, you, you can take over the world, in my opinion. Uh, just to echo what we've said a lot, I, I've got two things in terms of we are all capable of so much more than we think we are. And so Derek said it, set that big, crazy, audacious goal and then up it. It's like you, you can do so much more than you think you can, like our our bodies are amazing things in that it was a hundred plus degrees down there and we just kept putting water and fuel in and we just kept moving. And we're literally multiple times we're like, isn't this crazy that we're not dead right now? Like it's like, like the fact that you can exert effort in that environment and still feel good um, is just crazy. So you're capable of so much more than you think you are. And then the, you know, final thought would be stay ready. So you don't have to get ready, find, find that base and, and hold it for the rest of your life. And don't let that go backwards. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was an awesome episode. We're really grateful for this time and for all your wisdom. Let's go. Awesome stuff. Thanks. Thanks all. Thank you Thank guys. You. And thanks for the support, Thank John. Good to be yeah. on. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks. Bye.